0: Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Manna. Um, man, today I'm I'm pretty excited for today's talk, today's message from Second Corinthians four. God has just Had this laying on my heart a lot recently. And it started with just talking to a friend through a hard time. And we were talking about a verse that we couldn't quite remember. So we looked it up and it ended up being in 2 Corinthians 4. And it's further on. We'll get to that at another time. But it's just a powerful message. And before I dive in too much, I want to pray. But get ready because today we get to talk about the gospel ministry. And what that looks like, because every Christian is called to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, before we jump in, let's pray and let's invite God to just fill this time. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I thank you so much for your word. I thank you how the seed is planted you water it, you grow it in our hearts, God, and we become closer to you, God. We become better at this walk that you have called us to, at this life that you have put us in, God, so that we can minister your love and your word to others. Go before us now. I pray that you'd bless this time, bless your word, plant seeds in the hearts of your people that they may grow, God. And I thank you for that. It's in your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. All right. So, I want to read 2 Corinthians 1 through 6, but we'll probably only get through the first two verses cuz they're they're pretty awesome. So, let's just get started. 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 1. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Who man, I don't know about you, but there's some amazing gospel messages just in those six verses. Like I said, we're only going to go over two today, but... Before we dive into those two, let's talk about a little background. 2 Corinthians is obviously Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth. Okay. Um, in chapters two through five, Paul is encouraging them to jump on his gospel ministry, right? He's showing them the importance of the ministry of the gospel that he does on a daily basis, that he works on a daily basis. Paul is saying, join me in this, because the gospel is Is the most important thing we can do with our lives. And as Christians today, that's absolutely still true. There are people in our circle, our circle of influence, that we can preach the gospel to on a daily basis. And we should. Um, A lot of people say preach without using words. And at some point, you got to use words. You can definitely live a life, and I think Paul will talk about that a little bit. You can definitely live a life that honors God, that people say, what's different about that person? But eventually, you're going to have to open your mouth and say, it's Jesus, and here's the gospel. So, let's dive into verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. This ministry is an amazing gift from God. We get to honor God in our lives. We get to point people to God. And because we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. So what that tells me is it's it's not easy, right? We could not do this by ourselves. By the power of the Spirit in us, we can walk this walk. We can preach this ministry. We can take this gospel ministry and preach it to the world for everyone, right? Everyone in our circle and then move out and preach. But that's not easy. But luckily, if you're saved, if you're born again, you've been given the power of the Holy Spirit, When we are walking this walk that God has called us, we will be given strength through the Spirit to preach the gospel, right? And we won't lose heart because God is with us. That's powerful. So those things that we're thinking of in the back of your mind, man, I couldn't go. I couldn't go just talk to somebody about Jesus. I can do that. You have to take the first step. And then the Holy Spirit comes in from there, right? All right, God, I'm going to follow what you had. I'm going to walk this walk. I'm going to take that first step. I'm going to talk to this person about Christ. And then watch God move. I love it. We do not lose heart because of this ministry, because of this gospel ministry to preach the word in season and out, okay? I love this next part. Verse 2 is so powerful, and it's a little bit longer, but it really goes into... What does it look like to preach the gospel? But, verse two, we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. There's so many things we could pull out here. I love this. We refuse to practice underhanded, disgraceful ways, right? The first thing he mentions is cunning. Now, when I think of cunning, what I'm thinking about is we're not going to add to the word of God. We don't need to be cunning. We don't need to add things like, oh, you like this? Well, guess what? God covers this too or this. And it's like, no, the gospel message is amazing enough. It covers itself. When we plant that seed of the pure gospel, it covers itself. And people will be drawn in by your lifestyle and by the simpleness of the gospel. But in this, we also need to be ready. We always need to be ready to preach the gospel. In 2 Timothy 4, Paul talks to Timothy about this. And we're going to read verses 2 through 5 because it's powerful. And it actually correlates a lot with what we'll get into later. But it says, 2 Timothy 2 Always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Man, the correlations with that and what we talked about with the veil in verses um, 5 and 6, powerful. And we'll talk about that later. That's so cool. But we are to preach the Word, the pure gospel, without cunning, without adding to it, because the gospel is enough, and we are to be ready to do that. We are to be ready in season and out of season, okay? The next thing that Paul says, we are not to tamper with God's Word, right? And for me, that looks like we're not to take away from what the gospel says. We're not to take away from what God's Word said so that we can preach the gospel. It's enough, right? So, oh, you want to lie. Hey, guess what? It's okay. God doesn't cover lying, right? We're not going to cover that. That's called deconstruction, And in this day and age, we're living in a society, a culture that wants to deconstruct. They want to pull the things out that they don't like. Oh, I don't like that about God's word. I'm going to do this. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to pull this. Oh, I really like that God is love. Let's keep that but I'm going to pull out these things, these other parts of God, the other parts of God character that I don't like. Guess what? That is being, and I've said this before, but that's just like the pagans. They're creating their own God. That's not the God of the Bible. They're creating an idol that they are worshiping. And honestly, it turns back into a God that they made themselves, a God that they make. I'm God now. It's not the God of the Bible. So we are not to tamper with the word of God. We're not to add to it, we're not to take from it because the gospel's enough. The message is amazing. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. So cool. The last piece that Paul really talks about is in verse or in the last part of verse two it says, "But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. So, but by the open statement, I'm just going to tell you the truth. And that truth will plant a seed in everyone else's consciences, in their hearts, that God will water and grow. That's not our job. Thank goodness. It's not our job to water it. It's not our job to grow it. Our job is to plant the seed without cunning, without tampering with God's word. We're to plant that seed And when it hits ground that's ready for it, that God has prepared, it'll grow. God will make sure. But unfortunately, as it says further on, if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled in their hearts. Their hearts are hard. So we're going to look at in a little bit, and this next week we're going to look at what does it mean when it's veiled to them? when the God of this world has veiled the truth from their eyes? Because I think we see it a lot. I think with deconstructionism and Marxism and things that are coming up in our culture, people don't want to hear the truth anymore. It's their own truth. The only truth that matters is your truth. That's our culture, right? But our truth isn't truth. Our truth is opinion. This is the truth. And this is what we need to preach because it's enough. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. So here's my challenge to you guys this week. My challenge is that you guys take that first step in witnessing, okay? Step out and watch the Holy Spirit move, okay? When you're talking with your friend that's in that circle of influence that you know that you love, that you know is not saved, take that step. Invite them to church because guess what? The seeds that you've been planting by the open statement of the truth, by the way that you live— they're growing in that person. Watch God move by taking that first step and bringing them to Christ because that's what we do. Thanks guys. Have a great week.